from the Gospel of St. John, our Lord Jesus Christ's uh, encounter with the Samaritan woman, has a lot of different, uh, really beautiful spiritual meditations and lessons for all of us who are seeking Christ. Uh, this morning, I wanted to focus actually on the woman who is uh, sort of at the center of the passage. Uh, the Samaritan woman who came to Jacob's well in the middle of the day to draw water, but ends up having sort of an unexpected and life-changing encounter uh, with Christ. There's a lot to be learned uh, from the woman herself. We'll start with the fact that, you know, she was a Samaritan. Samaria, for people who may not know uh, ancient Hebrew geography, Samaria is the name of the land given between Galilee, which is up in the north, and Judea, which is down in the south. So if somebody's traveling from, from north to south, they usually will have to pass uh, through Samaria. And that's what St. John tells us that our Lord Jesus Christ and his disciples uh, are doing. But actually, the people didn't always do that. Sometimes people went around Samaria because they felt it was wrong or bad or unclean of them to sort of go through Samaria. So some people would actually avoid the, the, the region altogether to sort of uh, show how holy or how pure they are. Um, the Jews and the Samaritans, they didn't get along together very well. Um, at, the, at the very least, the Samaritans and the Jews, the Jews looked at the Samaritans as second-class citizens. And sometimes it was much worse than that. Sometimes there was violence, and sometimes there was more than just uh, a disdain for one, each other, one another. It would actually go to, to, to something more than that. Um, you can read in the passage where it says the Jews don't have anything to do with the Samaritan. That's what the Samaritan woman says. They wouldn't especially eat or drink. Jewish people wouldn't eat or drink with a Samaritan. And so still it's odd that our Lord Jesus Christ would ask this woman for a drink. Our Lord Jesus Christ's encounter with the woman is a sign not only of our Lord Jesus Christ's mission beyond sort of just the Jewish people, right? He's speaking to the Samaritans, so it's, it's a symbol for us that he's speaking even to the Gentiles and many others. But also, it, 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 it corresponds to something more important. You see, the person, the woman, is not just a Samaritan, but she also seems to have a somewhat maybe like questionable past. Many people over the, over the years, I and mean, if you read commentaries, they point to this woman as some sort of like sinful adulteress. How else would you explain somebody who has five husbands and the person that she's living with now is not her husband? But St. John actually doesn't explicitly ever tell us that this woman is an adulterer. He doesn't even actually say that she is a sinner. And our Lord Jesus Christ in the passage never forgives any sin. He doesn't say your sin is forgiven you. But it seems like sort of fair to say that there was something in this woman's life that she's ashamed of. And we can discern this, or we know this, because she came to the well outside of the city in the middle of the day. So it wasn't really that normal of women to gather water from the well in the middle of the day. Yes, they were supposed to, they usually went every day, but not in the middle of the day. They would do it first thing in the morning, so they can collect their supply for the rest of the day. That way it wasn't hot, so they can get the water, and so they could be a little bit more comfortable. And there's a well, actually, if you, look at, if you look at the place, there's a well within the city limits, but she's going somewhere outside of the city, so she's going, going far away. So for some reason, she doesn't want to interact with other women or other people of the city, and she might be ashamed to be seen by them. So whatever her questionable past may have been, 
uh, no matter even the fact that she was a woman, no matter the fact that she was a Samaritan, when uh, this woman encountered our Lord Jesus Christ at the well, none of those things mattered to him. He asked her for a drink of water from the well. And the next thing that is really noteworthy about the woman is that she was willing. She needed maybe a little bit of convincing, but eventually she was willing. She willingly dropped the bucket down into the well and drew water to serve our Lord Jesus Christ. And this sort of one action that was taken willingly to serve a stranger who was in need was the beginning of the, the, the story of salvation for this woman. Our Lord Jesus Christ started to engage her in conversation and maybe even a little bit of debate. They talked about the well. They talked about its connection to their ancestor Jacob. And our Lord Jesus Christ told her about living water. And he offered her a drink of this living water, even though she's collecting normal water from him right at that same time. And then they sort of talk, started talking about the woman's life. The conversation was going to be completely transformational for this woman. She didn't even initially understand what he meant by living water. But by the time she was done with the conversation, and by the time she was on her way back to her village, to tell the people about the encounter at the well, she understood perfectly. Our Lord Jesus Christ saw straight into the heart of what was going on in this woman's life. The woman had a life of some sort of emotional upheaval. One emotional upheaval after another. If you can imagine, she had five husbands. So her various marriages, whether they ended in death, whether they ended in divorce, would have left her with a feeling of defeat every time. And in the middle of it, there is something that is causing her sort of great shame. We don't know is she the one who was sinned against or was or she the one sinning against her husbands or what exactly happened? We don't know the emotional traumas or the background, why she made it harder, why it would make it harder for her to want to go to the well and to see people and to interact with people. Make it hard for her to make emotional ties, emotional bonds with the people in her society. She wasn't though a villain. She was just a sinner with a past life, just like all of us. And her life was changed which is the best part of the events. It wasn't just that the woman left the well with like a smile on her face and maybe that she felt a little bit better about herself about after that particular day. It wasn't just that maybe she gave herself a pat on the back because she was able to help a stranger and do something good. No, she was able to encounter that day the Messiah. She was valued and she was respected even though she was a Samaritan even though she felt ashamed. She was loved even though something inside of her made her feel unlovable. So this woman did what I would hope all of us would do if we find ourselves in that same situation. She went back to her town to tell anybody who would listen. Listen to what she said. She said, come and see a man who has told me everything I have ever done. And she had enthusiasm, she had honesty with her testimony. Because of that, people began to believe in Christ. St. John says that in the passage, because of her testimony, many people in the village believed in Jesus. It didn't matter to the people who she was giving the testimony to, it didn't matter that she was a Samaritan. It didn't matter that she was a woman in a time when women were second-class citizens. It didn't matter that she had five husbands and the person she's living with now wasn't her husband. It didn't matter that there was something in her life in which she was very ashamed. She was willing to change. And because she was willing, Christ changed her life. And when she told the people about it, they saw it. And they saw it for themselves and they believed. 
and they, became, they came to believe in Christ as well. With her words, she became one of the first evangelists, one of the first people to testify about our Lord Jesus Christ. It didn't matter that she lived in a time when women really weren't supposed to speak out. And even if they did speak out, weren't really listened to. Maybe the people in the village of Sychar listened because they couldn't believe that any person would be wanting to be seen with this woman. Much less sort of engage this woman in religious debate about where true worship should be. But that's besides the point. She had a story to tell about her encounter with the Messiah, who loved her, who showed her kindness when nobody else did. And when she told her story, people listened. So this is why the, the story or the events of the Samaritan woman matters to us. Sometimes in our lives, things happen in our lives that make us feel a lot like the Samaritan woman. Maybe our social status, our economic status, our sinful past, maybe even actually our sinful present, make us feel like being in church or being close to God is just not meant for me. This is where the events of the Samaritan woman at the well is so wonderful. Because with her we learn that none of these things matter to our Lord Jesus Christ. He values us even when the rest of the world might not. He's not concerned with all the mistakes of our past as much as He wants to help us lift us up from the sins that stop us from being able to be transformed into His image. He wants us to know that if we are willing to drink from the well of life that we can be made new. But it's even more than this. This woman became an unexpected evangelist. Who would have thought that the outcast would be the one bringing others in her village to a belief in Christ? But that's exactly what she did. Her life was changed. She was willing and then she told her story. When we are made new, when we are changed through encountering our Lord Jesus Christ, He wants us also to tell our story. Even more than that, this person who was ashamed before, a Samaritan, a woman, an outcast, a sinner with a messy life, can share the good news of Christ with others. So if she can do that, any of us can. Any of us can do this. You know, actually, just a couple days ago, they just started a service in, in Texas uh, in a community that they're praying in, and the name of the church is St. Fotini. St. Fotini is actually the traditional name of the Samaritan woman. So now there are churches named after this woman who was an outcast, who was somebody who was completely rejected by her people. But when she encountered Christ and she accepted his message and she believed and she changed her life, she was able to become an evangelist and not only an evangelist, but a saint. Someone who we ask for the, her prayers. Our Lord Jesus Christ actually was an evangelist this day too. We learn a lot from our Lord Jesus Christ and how he approached her, right? First thing that he did is he went to Samaria. Remember when I said a lot of people sometimes avoid Samaria. They say, I don't want to go through that place, but he went. Sometimes we think or we expect, okay, if people come to church, I can talk to them. I'll let them know about God. I can tell them things about God. But Christ didn't do that. He's like, I'm going to go out there. So I would encourage us to have the same mindset, to go out there. Where I work, my neighbors, where I'm at school, people around me everywhere. And they all need Christ. If I really believe that, then I will be approaching them the same way that Christ approached. The other thing he did was he was sort of her, her friend. He tried, he tried to tell her or show her that he cared about her. When, when we have a deep interest or people feel that you have a deep interest in them, there's a starting place for us. You can't start talking to people about Scripture when they don't think you care about them. 
Eventually, our Lord Jesus Christ changed the topic of conversation to her own personal life, asking, him, asking her to call her husband. Once we're close to somebody, once I'm able to form a relationship with somebody, I need to be able to articulate, why do you need to make a change in your life? What does maybe becoming a Christian or going to church do for you? You need to be able to articulate that to others. How does having a relationship with God change me? How does partaking of His body and blood on a regular basis change my life? What does being orthodox do to me or for me? Or why is my life different because I'm orthodox? What can it do for this person in front of me? If I can't articulate those things for myself, why would I be able to articulate that to others? And why would anybody want to be interested in what I have? At the end of the passage, you can see that the Samaritan woman, Saint Fatini, she forgot her water pot at the well. She left behind her water pot, kind of as a symbol of leaving behind her burdens. The insignificance, insignificance of her life was swallowed up by the significance of the moment. God is here. God has come. I've met the Messiah and He cares for me. When a person is truly changed and affected by Christ, they can in turn become an evangelist. And then the people of the town believed, first because of the woman's testimony, and then after coming and checking out and seeing our Lord Jesus Christ for themselves, they were more convinced when they knew Him personally. May the Lord give us the opportunity to be evangelists, to be transformed by meeting first Christ, and then preaching Him to others, and glory be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Uh...